0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I am your host, Michael Graham. Well, the cat's in the closet. The sweaters are on. It's baseball season, and it's time to bring up two of our in-house baseball experts, the lovely and talented Lee Smith and our good friend Chris Deaton. Gentlemen, how are you doing today?
1: Fantastic. A pleasure to be with you.
0: You're not lovely and talented. So, Lee, the cat is safely put away, yes?
1: The cat cat has lots of opinions about the World Series. (laughs) You probably won't be surprised to hear that the – the cat is a Cleveland Indians fan Is pulling for the tribe.
0: Well, as am I, because my lovely bride is from Beachwood, one of the oh. Jewish suburbs of Cleveland, and nice. she literally cried the night oh. that the Cavs won the sure. uh, their, their uh, NBA championship, and she doesn't follow sports at all. And yeah. she literally cried because it's so cultural for her. But I got to tell you, Chris Deaton, I, I ran a campaign in Chicago, got a bunch of friends there. Uh-huh. They are so emotionally invested in this, and I'm trying to figure out as a casual sports fan who really this season kind of lost baseball because I had a big moved this summer, and I mm-hmm. left Atlanta to come to D.C. Uh-huh. I'm totally out of the loop. I need you two to bring me up to speed. So we'll start with you, Lee. Okay. What is the big story of the Cubs versus Indian Series for people who don't follow baseball?
1: Well, I mean, the big thing, of course, is that it's the first time the Chicago Cubs have been in the World Series for quite—they haven't won since—Chris, I believe I'm correct here—saying 1908. And mm-hmm. um, the uh, the Indians have not been in there since 1948.
0: Well, they've been there, they haven't won won since since
1: 1948. So, whoever's going to win this World Series um, is going to break a long streak of not having won. So, it's exciting in that way. And we have two cities in the middle of the country that are facing off. And, of course, this is terrible for uh, TV because they don't have any (laughs) revenue from the coast. But for real baseball fans, it's super exciting because the Cubs have a terrific club. Mm hmm. They've had a terrific year, and I like the Indians a lot as well, too, so... I'm really looking forward to the series.
0: Okay, uh, Christine, is he right that these are two terrific clubs and that the uh, East Coast, West Coast money will not be pouring in on these games? Yeah. Ch-
2: <laughs> Chicago's got a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So, you know. Uh, all right. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, okay, mean, good point. Yeah, a I, little exactly. bit. That's kind of a media
2: market. But what, about the, te-
0: okay, but what about the teams, Christine? Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, Chicago's one of the best teams by run differential. We've seen sure. in many a year. That's one of the, the statistics that you can evaluate outside of win-loss record to see how good a team actually is by how many runs did it actually outscore its opponent this year, and the Cubs outscored their opponents by 252 runs. And that's a lot. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the run differential of, like, a 100-all team, which is... You you see a team win 108 games once a generation. So this is a very, very talented club. And the Indians are really good, too. I mean, they're well-managed. Yeah. Um, Terry Francona, like the Cubs manager Joe Madden, this is the second different franchise that he's taken to a World Series. I want to interrupt um, right there
0: because I have very little baseball to add to this conversation. Yeah. But I do have that because I was in Boston doing talk yeah. radio. when they, Everyone talks oh, about yeah. the first World Series. Right, That was nothing. It was the second World Series and had this Beaten up team and uh-huh. they're relying on Kevin Youkilis and what was left of Big Poppy after a, after a long year and the fact that he managed that that team just right. kept taping them together to even get him in the playoffs and then to win the playoffs and to win the World Series I thought as an amateur I said that guy can manage a team uh, am I right Lee Smith
1: Yeah I mean Francona's a, a an excellent manager I mean, of course that was a you know that was a that was still a good Red Sox team even though they went pretty, went in pretty banged up I mean we do, we should note that. The Indians are coming into this a little bit banged up, um, missing, I believe, their two top pitchers, even though I think that Danny Salazar, the two top starters, Um, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but Salazar has been added to the World Series roster, Mm -hmm. and I think they're looking at him maybe going game four uh, or something like that. But Salazar hasn't thrown in a a game since July, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he he topped out the other day at 97, so he was throwing hard, and he looked healthy, but certainly different throwing in a simulated game than it is to throwing in the World Series. That's
0: right. Right. In the World Series, the batters are allowed to hit the ball when you throw it? <laughs> Whoa, that doesn't seem fair to me. <laughs> right. But I will say, once again, as an amateur, and I'll go back to you, Christine, I've been hearing mm-hmm. a lot about the uh, Cubs pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, frequently, because of the uh, DH rule, there's this assumption that the American League is going to have the pitching advantage you know, they can use, you know, they, they, they don't lose that ninth slot right. every time. Right. Uh, but this year it seems that the Cubs are the team with the pitching. Is that right?
2: Yeah, especially right now to Lee's point with the Indians yeah. having some banged up pitchers. Um, they still have Corey Kluber, who's a very good pitcher. Um, and he's seven. starting the first game. Yeah, that's right. And Carrasco, um, uh, or excuse me, Carlos Carrasco is the one who I believe is missing still. But Salazar Yeah, is Carrasco a good has player. not been
1: added to the roster, I don't believe. Right, exactly. Uh, so, right. Good.
2: Right. So these guys are all hard throwers. I mean, the types of guys that you want in games like this, I mean, they have like high strikeout upside. So the less that an opposing team can put the ball in play, obviously there's no threat of runs being scored at that point. But yeah, the Cubs Uh, are the team that have all of the pitching momentum on their side right now with respect to the starters um, because they have so much depth. Um, Jake Arrieta, John Lester, and Kyle Hendricks are the three names you're going to hear that are really good. John Lackey is an excellent number four starter if you get later into um, a series. The Indians kind of have the bullpen edge, especially with the way that Terry Francona has managed those guys. So there's a contrast between the early innings and the late innings from that standpoint. But, yeah, when it comes to the starting pitching, the Cubs are just very good.
0: So, Lee Smith, who are the big bats that the uh, two teams are counting on to uh, bring home? Well, the Cubs, I mean, I
2: also
1: really like the the Cubs. Pitching is, is top notch. But I also like their lineup, too. Yeah, There's a lot of very exciting guys in that lineup. Of course, the guys that people are mostly thinking about are Chris Bryant and uh, Anthony Rizzo. But one of the guys I really like who uh, shared the National League Championship Series playoff was Javier Baez. And Baez is just a wonderful player. Um, I like him a lot in the infield, too. So he's a player, I think, that people are going to be watching. Um, with the Indians, uh, there's uh, I like Jason Kipnis. He's their second baseman. And um, their shortstop, Francisco Lindor, and I just wanted to say, Michael, you were asking for interesting information on uh, this World Series. And did you know that in high school, Francisco Lindor and Javier Baez played against each other? I did not. Uh, both of these infielders are from Puerto Rico, but they wound up going to school in Florida. And in the 2011 amateur draft, they were selected numbers 8 and 9. And so here they are meeting again in the World Series. Uh, a little cool. more than five years after the draft, and they're both really fantastic, excellent players. So well, at this I'm point, a, I
0: would like to insert the like name. like
1: infield play a lot, so I'm going to be focusing a bit on them.
0: On the infield play. Okay, got it. Well, at this point, I'd like to insert the name Coco Crisp just because I like the name Coco Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> and so anytime I, I you have a so. World Series with a guy named Coco, name, you can name someone after a major cereal. Yes. I think then you've made uh, Captain Crunch, I understand, is injured and will not be playing.
1: Yes. Can I give you my favorite uh, Coco Crisp memory? Please do. Oh, yeah. Coco, I can't remember who it was, Chris, you may remember. But Coco, someone threw at Coco a few years ago. I think this was when Coco was with the, uh, the A's, but it might have been uh-huh. someone else. Coco ran out, charged the mound, and whoever it was as a pitcher, unwisely threw a punch at Coco. Yeah. Coco's father, as it turned out, was a professional boxer. Yeah. Ooh. Coco knows a lot about fighting. So he slipped the punch. <laughs> I don't think that he clocked the pitcher but it's something that you rarely see on the baseball field, <laughs> all these bogus fights. And by the way, I don't like the fighting. I think the fighting is bad. Yeah, it's hockey. Mm-hmm. Just team to team team see team a team guy, team. yeah, exactly. It's hockey, it's goonery. But just to see a guy like this happen, uh, slip a punch, was fantastic. So ever since then, I've been a big uh, Coco Crisp fan. And it was and he's also a, nice to and see him
0: nice drive in the winning runs on one of the playoff games that got the Indians to the World Series. So, so here's what I want to wrap up with because in the end, Lee Smith, brilliant observer of Middle Eastern politics, and Chris oh. Eaton, person who writes things for the World, World <laughs> Weekly Standard, it's all about me. Wow! So, right. wow. so this is what yeah. I'm looking for from mm-hmm. both of you. As a guy mm-hmm. who, not a big sports guy, you know, definitely not this year. I t- missed it all. I need from each of you one sentence that I can use at the sports bar tonight, so I can oh. sound like I really we're, know. Are you really
1: going? Are you really going to a sports my bar?
0: lovely bride, who has never yeah. watched a full Major League Baseball game in her life, what? is insisting that we watch every. Indians game. She she found a place in Northern yeah. Virginia where there will be Indians fans. Oh,
1: that's nice. So okay.
0: so she's going to go there so she can cry when they win <coughs> uh, the when when they win the World Series. So give me start with you, Lee. Something I can say to make I it sound one. like a, so, so, like a baseball guy mm, tonight.
1: I know hey, the one. I, Just, I know the one I want to use for you when Kenny Lofton throws out the first ball.
0: Okay,
1: you want to say to the person next to you. You want to say. Well, I remember the old days when Lofton was uh, playing point guard for Arizona State, too. He could have been a great NBA player as well. <laughs> How's that? I'll take that. It's a good sports game. that? Show. Was it, he was at Arizona State, I believe, but it might have been University of Arizona.
0: I will I will <laughs> Google that instantly. So, Chris Deaton, how can I sound like the guy who really knows what's up?
2: We'll, we'll say that you can't wait uh, for game two when Carlos Baerga throws out the first pitch for the Indians. Because nice. Because Chris Berman gave one of the great nicknames, the ESPN anchor Chris Berman, one right. of the great nicknames to a player of all time, Carlos by land, by sea, by erga. <laughs> So just shout that <laughs> at the top of your lungs, and you'll sound that's great. That's, um, also, that's a great on, 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 on a little bit more like a heartfelt note, Anthony Rizzo and John Lester, teammates for the Cubs, are actually both cancer survivors, <laughs> um, oh. and they have developed yeah. – uh a very nice bond from that. The GM of the Chicago Cubs, Theo Epstein, actually was was in Boston. Yes, when Lester Ep- was there. When Lester was there, and Rizzo was in the minor leagues. So mm-hmm. they all kind of came over to Chicago at different times, but have all wound up um, at this particular moment together, and it's a very uh, very nice thing. Well, also, I just want to add, I'm actually a Middle Eastern expert on the Middle East <laughs> yeah. portion of my apartment, okay. uh, yeah. which which I think I left a cereal bowl <laughs> on top of a TV tray this morning. I need to uh, need, need to, well, to clean it up. I would just,
0: so. just point out that even though the Red second, Sox I, 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 did I not— one more
2: thing. I was yes. going to
1: say
0: one more thing. Please for do.
2: Because we've been covering
1: Indian stuff, and and, and Chris threw some Cubs stuff at you, so I want to throw a Cubs thing at you, too. I'm holding right here a copy of a paperback book.
0: Is he I'm aware not... that we're doing a audio podcast? He's describing should we tell it him? Never mind. Go, go ahead, Lee. I apologize I just, I just right.
1: want people to get the feeling. I just want people to know. I'm not holding it up. I just want people to know. I have a copy here of a paperback book. It's a novel. The title is called King of the Jews. The author is uh, one Leslie Epstein. Do you know who that is? No. That's the father of Cubs executive Theo Epstein. Wow. As, uh, his father's I, a novelist. you know who his grandfather was? No. Hold on. Hold on. Seriously, hold on, sports fans. His grandfather was one of the screenwriters of Casablanca.
0: Oh, wow. You're kidding. You can Google that,
1: too. I'm telling wow. you. This a, is why I love you. I think you're going to be a big hit at that bar tonight. You're going to be a I am.
0: Who else is going to work in a reference to Casablanca and... And
1: and a fantastic novel.
0: Exactly, exactly. I will say that as, uh, you know, living in Boston for eight years, being a uh, nominal Red Sox fan, I'm hearing a lot of familiar names. With Theo right. and, uh, Lackey yes. and Lester right. and Coco Crisp, who was David, there for David Ross. Uh, David Ross. So yeah. it's, uh, it's like old home week. Well, yeah. thank you guys for letting me appear intelligent, something I never do in these podcasts at the Weekly Standard. You've Chris Deaton mm-hmm. and yeah. Lee Smith and read their stuff at WeeklyStandard.com. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Also go to iTunes and you can subscribe to the Weekly Standard podcast. It's free and you'll never miss another one. I'm your host, Michael Graham.